0: relentless
1: refusing to give up all right hit that horn babe let's dance what's up everybody welcome to the fantasy flex podcast this is your saturday slate dfs preview for the nfl divisional round i am your host chris raybon and joining me as always one of the top fantasy rankers in the game sean kerner sean how you feeling
0: what's up i'm feeling pretty good not gonna lie still you know recovering from our lengthy uh weekend in new york but uh how you doing
1: feeling good man i see the i see the light at the end of the tunnel uh you know it's only i could count the amount of games left you can really kind of sure. dive in i had i've already bet four props and it on like wednesday so you know this is this is that time of year when uh yeah. starting to see the end of the road but uh it's, it's bittersweet, but uh, we've got some good matches this weekend, so sure. we'll dive into both of them. Uh, this, both of the Saturday games, uh, we'll talk about uh, the the showdown slates uh, for those on this episode. And I uh, want to give a quick shout to our contest winner, CH6 underscore Uh Congrats, CH6 underscore seven. Thanks for the uh, review. You can claim your free year of Action Pro by hitting up podcasts with an S at actionnetwork.com. And for anyone out there that wants a free year, I'm Action Pro. Be sure to leave us a five-star uh, rating and review. All right, let's jump into the first matchup. We got the Jags going to KC to take on the Chiefs. Eight and a half is the line in favor of the Chiefs total. Way up at 53. What do you like in a captain spot, Sean? Um,
0: so I was I was considering either Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey here, uh, and I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey uh, this is a spot where I think the Chiefs are just going to be throwing the ball with ease. You know, the Jaguars' defense is certainly a pass-funnel one. Um, and last time they played, you know, Mahomes was able to pick, pick apart the Jags' defense over the middle, threw for 334 yards. Uh, but this is a spot, you know, it's a playoff, so I can see him leaning on Kelsey even more here. The Jags ranked 32nd in DVOA against tight ends. They allowed a big gain to Gerald Everett last week who went off. For six catches, 109 yards and a touchdown. Um, Even teams trying to slow down Kelsey, you know, they'll double team, it doesn't matter. He goes off, you know, no matter what. So if there's any team that certainly can't stop him, it's the Jaguars. Um, And Kelsey's ran a route on 82% of Mahomes' dropbacks since week nine. So now that we're in the playoffs, that could go up closer to 90%. You know, he's going to play as much as possible here since it's the playoffs. So I think that raises his ceiling even more. Um, so that's why I like using him in the captain slot for this game.
1: Yeah. Chelsea, uh, you know, is, uh, he has the best matchup, I think, here, at least on paper, yeah. 32nd in DVOA <laughs> uh, against tight ends are the Jaguars. So uh, certainly uh, don't hate it. I think he's a threat for uh, multiple touchdowns in this game. Uh, I'm going with Mahomes here. Uh, I actually yeah. have him projected for s- almost seven more fantasy points than Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> so kind of an uh, yeah. ideal spot. And I, I actually have, Mahomes, uh, almost five ahead of Kelsey. So like I, I I'm really high on Mahomes in this spot. I, I think uh, he's like you said. I think the the Chiefs will be able to throw the ball here against this Jags D that ranks 17 spots worse in DVOA against the pass than versus the run. They're bottom five pass D. So give me some Mahomes. Uh, you know I think he spreads it. I get. I think he gets it to Kelsey. I also like Juju in this spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Juju has a really good matchup. Uh, against this zone-heavy Jags D with uh, uh, that has a weak slot corner in Herndon. So uh, quite a few ways you could go here. But, uh, yeah, going with Patty here. And, and Mahomes also, uh, I looked it up, tends to scramble uh, about <laughs> yeah. about 2% more per drop back than he does in the regular season when he's in the postseason. And it's like yeah. that kind of adds up to uh, – because scrambles usually go for seven, eight yards on average. That, that can add up to, you know, an additional like half a point or something. So don't sleep on that. Uh, either, but uh, yeah, a lot of reasons to like uh, Mahomes here.
0: Yeah, that's uh, when I I was gonna go with Mahomes, um, but I, I pivoted. But yeah, that's the one thing I was gonna mention. It always seems like when we get to the playoffs, we're projecting him. Maybe not this week, but maybe next week we're gonna be projecting him for over 30 rushing yards. Um, if you remember that Super Bowl game, uh, he was <laughs> yep. at like 35 and a half because that's how much more he scrambles. Just hopefully, when he kneels down, it's you know not minus 10 yards a pop this time. Uh, but, yeah, I was going to say, usually in the playoffs, uh, he really, you know, just unleashes himself uh, when it comes to scrambling. So just massive, massive upside here.
1: Yeah. And that and that is one of the reasons why I think he has a little extra added value in that captain spot, because yeah, he could get a rushing touchdown and that. Mm-hmm. That's leverage on everyone now.
0: Uh, do you have him for more points than uh, Josh Allen? Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah I do.
1: About about Probably. a half a point more. About a half a point Yeah, more. and I, I don't think that
0: happened too often in the regular season, if ever. Um, you know, it's typically Josh Allen number one. So that just goes to show what what a great matchup this is for Mahomes this week.
1: Mahomes had his interception issues this year, but mm-hmm. Josh Allen's really having <laughs> issues this year. So it's yeah. kind of building on each other to where Allen's rushing is not necessarily canceling out Mahomes' is, uh proficiency throwing the uh throwing the football here. All right, who else do you like in this game? Dart throws, value plays, just uh who 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 else are you uh rostering uh, on this slate?
0: Do you like dots oh okay. I'm more of a you know a cornhole man myself. Yeah, so on the Jaguar side, uh I like Marvin Jones and you know he's obviously the forgotten guy in this passing attack behind, you know, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. Um, uh, but he saw a, pretty big jump uh in usage last week he ran around on 69 percent of lawrence's dropbacks since week 12 but last week it was all the way up to 90 percent uh they used just way more 11 personnel um, and i could see them sticking with that against the chiefs you know they're gonna have to keep up with this chief's offense put up a ton of points um so he could see you know similar playing time he's their main downfield target as well so he has some upside there um, and his roster ship will probably be a bit low here. Um, like I said, he's sort of the forgotten guy in his passing attack. So I, I like his upside on the showdown slate. And then the chief side got to go with Kadarius Tony, uh, Mc- Hardman's Harman's out again this week. So, um, you know, Tony, he's been running around just like 25, 30% of the time, but I mean, he has massive, massive upside. Um, if he does see an increase in playing time, plus they're starting to give him the ball, um, on direct handoffs, you know, he saw uh, three carries for 26 yards, and a uh, touchdown um, rushing in their last game. So he just has massive upside. And I remember there was a game this year where I thought he was going to run around 60 to 70% uh, of dropbacks, and I was projecting him for, like, over five receptions. So, again, if if he does sort of see an increase in usage, which is possible, they're coming off a bye, he's still trying to get integrated in this offense. So I think his playing time can only go up in the playoffs. Um, he just has massive upside uh, in this game.
1: Yeah, I I, I like – uh, Tony as well. He's one of the guys I I had written down and you know it, it really comes down to the fact that there's a there's a wide range of outcomes with him and that that's great for uh, mm-hmm. a DFS tournament. And one of the things that I took note of is that Jacksonville plays the sixth most zone coverage and Darius Tony is averaging 2.4 yards per route against zone. Now he doesn't have enough uh usage to qualify uh, mm-hmm. in the leaderboard, but if he did, he'd be right there uh, in the top five in that cat in that, ca- in that mm-hmm. metric and that and against man coverage he's under half a yard per route so he's a <laughs> kind of specializes in in, in kind of yeah. running away from guys you know if you if you jam him up with the line or do something like that he's not going to be as effective but that's the beauty of this Chiefs offense he doesn't he's not he doesn't have to be the number one receiver like he was at times with the Giants last year so uh, I like the way they've been using him and yeah ton of upside and you know if if you kind of look to the prop market as a tell you and i were both talking before the show about how you know <laughs> the market is about 10 yards higher 8 yards higher than our projection on on tony <laughs> so i don't know exactly how they're getting there i think they're kind of they're probably not regressing things as much as they should but nevertheless uh, you know, NFL one of the more efficient markets, so yeah. I'm not just gonna assume that just you know that I'm right just because mine is lower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so I would say you know that's that's just another thing kind of working in in favor, especially in in a tournament setting because again, there's a wide range of outcomes. Like you know, you and I two top five fantasy rankers have them mm-hmm. about eight yards lower than the market, but then the market, the most efficient market in the world, betting market in the world, has them at over 30 yards. So uh, either way, uh, I think there's a lot to like about about Tony in terms of uh, the variance and, and you know, the, the what could happen, as you mentioned, rushing, receiving, uh, you know, the explosive play potential. So, lots to like with him. Uh, I'll mention a couple other guys. One, the first one, not really a dart throw, but just a guy that I really like for value purposes, and not actually too expensive. Uh, and that's Evan Ingram. Uh, he saw a season high 94 route participation rate last week, and uh, I think this is going to be another advantageous matchup for him going against this, this chief's defense, just the way they play coverage. uh, I I think they can be vulnerable uh, to the tight end position underneath. So uh, I really like uh, Evan Ingram here and uh, that if he keeps playing, if he keeps seeing this bump and snaps, which I think he will, uh, because it's kind of been a trend now, not just this game, but you know, in the must win game, uh, he was a, a little above his, he was above his season average as well. So it seems like the more important the game is, uh, the the more snaps Ingram is getting, and, and that really bumps him up. He's my tight end too on the weekend. Yeah. That's this this stiff competition behind Kelsey. You're talking, about, <laughs> you're talking about Kittle. You're talking about Goddard against the Giants' defense. Yeah, and Schultz, Schultz, and Schultz who just catches nothing but touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, uh, and somehow Evan Ingram has elevated himself uh, to number two, and that's that that just goes to show how important routes are. And, uh, yeah, I think both of us have Trevor Lawrence projected around, you know, 39 or 40 pass attempts in this game, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, there's, uh, there, there should be a lot of, yeah, and It's
0: remember last year we were talking about James Conner when he was like the best running back in football. We were saying like the eyeball test matches that he just mm-hmm. like, like he was playing, playing a different level. That's how Evan Ingram has looked the past, what, five or six games. Yep. There's at times he looks like the best player on the field. So. Um, the eye test is definitely matching the underlying metrics, so yeah, he's definitely a player that I'm super high, and I have as my tight end too as well. Um, but just yeah, a ton of upside in this matchup.
1: You know what's crazy? What? The Giants. The Giants are in the final eight, giving up, and they, and they let go of Evan Ingram.
0: I know <laughs> they
1: let go of Kadarius. Like all the guys were talking about. Oh, yeah, it's like it's <laughs> like the guys. It's like the guys that uh, the Giants let go were saying, "Hey, yeah, you need to roster these." these explosive guys no and, yet, and yet somehow the giants are still here with uh with Isaiah Hodgins so, and yeah so wait when that.
0: is Isaiah Hodgins gonna end up on like the Chargers or something like oh
1: man <laughs> Pro- probably, probably sooner than later <laughs> but uh, I just thought that I thought, I thought that was pretty funny uh but yeah a couple other guys I want to mention uh for this because you're gonna have to find the right dart throw here because you're gonna have to pay up for some combination of yeah Kelsey Mahomes uh Probably you know one of the one of Etn or Kirk or somebody up there. So uh, Trevor Lawrence. So uh, another two more guys I'll mention: Chiefs Noah Gray, Jaguars dead last in DVOA against tight ends, and Noah Gray has had a very consistent role in this offense. He's never run fewer than ten routes in a game, uh, and he's gotten as high as twenty-seven when they go into you know heavier pass scripts. They will often. Play with two tight ends on the field, and you know mccall Hardman's still out, so they'll still mix in a good amount uh, of two tight end personnel here. Mm-hmm. Even though you know we like Tony, uh, Noah Gray is kind of that sneaky play who he would be probably be leverage on Kelsey because you know if you're mm-hmm. if you're dead last against tight ends, I mean you're going to cover Kelsey and not the backup, and uh you know he's he's going to be leverage on you know guys like Tony. Uh, Justin Watson, you know, all these receivers, he, people are going to try to figure out uh, the answer might just be Noah Gray. So uh, I think he's a guy that you have to uh, have some exposure to. And then on the Jaguar side, uh, it's swim Pickens, but uh, I'll go with Jamal Agnew only because I, I think of guys that, you know, you probably don't expect to run more than a handful of routes. So a true dart throw, he does have a, a lot of different things working for him as far as upside. Uh, number one, he's fifth on the team. Uh, with six red zone targets. He's also tied for fourth on a team uh, with three targets inside the 10. uh, And he's averaging just over three kick returns per game, you know, kickoff punt combined. So he's going to get three extra cracks on average to score a touchdown. And uh, he has a questionable tag coming into the game. So I think that will only lower his roster ship when you combine kind of a guy who hasn't really been seeing much usage with uh, a guy who's questionable Uh, I think people tend to to stay away, but uh, when Agnew's been on the field, he has been targeted 34% Mm -hmm. of his routes. He's been targeted. So even though he only plays, you know, sometimes it's like three, four snaps a game. he's always gets at least one target. (laughs) So, uh, and he, and he could be good for a rush attempt as well uh, Mm -hmm. has, let's see, how many does he have? I believe it's nine and 15 games. Uh, Let's see. Oh no, he's got 12 and 16 games. So yeah, he's uh, about, three quarters of the time you also may get a rush attempt at him so just a lot of different ways and he's a very explosive player so um you know obviously a guy that could easily goose egg but uh also a guy that i think you know could be a dif- a slate breaker if he if he pops something
0: yeah so going back to no gray uh love that call you know i'm projecting for about 45 percent routes run rate and he's great leverage uh against kelsey but more of a game theory question i don't even know if there's a right answer what would give you like more leverage in a tournament Um, playing Noah Gray and not having Kelsey in lineup or playing both?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I think if you just want to say more leverage, I think it would be playing Gray and not Kelsey because Mm -hmm. if Kelsey catches, let's say, let's say Kelsey goes six for 80, like, you know, kind of his, but he doesn't get a touchdown and Noah Gray does. It's just, you probably just aren't supposed to have a player that expensive in, like you're not supposed to have Kelsey, like the, the optimal lineup probably just won't have Kelsey if he doesn't score a touchdown, but if Gray right. scores a touchdown, the optimal lineup will almost is almost guaranteed. Right. To have Gray. So like, yes, it could, it could very well work out that Kel- you need both. But if you're just talking, what gives you max leverage, it's obviously to, to fade the guy who everyone's going to have and play the guy that m- much fewer people are going to have without him. So yeah, I, I would go yeah. one without the other. And of course, as we always say, you you'll always have that added upside if Kelsey gets banged up, even if he doesn't get yeah. hurt for the whole game. Let's say he misses a drive or a few plays. Yeah, something. exactly. So yeah, I, I would go without. Um, but you know, I, the more lineups you're building, the more you're gonna end mm-hmm. up combining them. But yeah, if I had just had one, I, I would probably fade, take my chances, yeah. <laughs> fade with the Kelsey fade. Uh, luck rankings. What do we got?
0: Yeah. So the Jaguars are uh, tenth chiefs three so it's only a luck ranking differential of seven and now that we're you know in the final stages of the playoffs we're not going to see many uh luck rankings games especially with the vikings out um (laughs) so this this is a pass um and it's really hard to evaluate uh if the jags got lucky or unlucky last week because probably a bit unlucky um going down 24 27 nothing whatever it was with lawrence throwing four picks they had the uh you know, the punt that bounced off the helmet and the Chargers had good field position. And then the Jags probably got lucky in the second half by being able to come back and win. Um, So those games are always really bizarre to kind of uh, figure out. But our expected score did have the Chargers winning that game, 32 to 25. So, you know, if anything, uh, the Jaguars might be a little um, overrated coming into this. But um, do you see any value on this uh, spread right now either way?
1: So, I kind of go back and forth. So the answer is no. Uh, But I'll I'll say my reasoning is when I look at the chiefs, I generally do try to fade them in spots like this. Uh, They are very poor against the spread in, in spots where they're favored by more than a field goal since November Mm -hmm. of, of 2020, they are just 10 and 24, including postseason, 10 and 24 against the spread uh, when favored by more than a field goal in a game that Patrick Mahomes starts. That is 29%. So they have been just not good in these spots. With that being said, they one of the games they did cover was against the Jaguars. And oh. you also, uh, for what it's worth, you know, we track sharp action in the Action Network app. Uh, if you go to the pro signals, you see the little knife. That's the sharp action. It early in the week the sharps the sharp signal was on the jaguars i just check now and it has flipped to the chiefs oh so that is interesting interesting as well uh but yeah i I think this line's about right you know about about a touchdown just over you know just over one possession game i think is is a fair line in this spot uh but of course your lineup should always tell a story so if you're building maybe one lineup Maybe you still do want to go contrarian. Maybe you go with somebody like Travis Etienne mm-hmm. in the captain spot, and, uh, and and you kind of play it that way. Maybe you even stack them with the Jags D, hope because I think the way the Jaguars' path to victory is, you know, keep the ball out of the Chiefs' hands, you know, with the running game, and also get a couple of get luck into a couple of turnovers. And Mahomes mm-hmm. is, you know, there's been some games where yeah. He's, he's turned it over and it's a bad spot too so uh you know I think that is a, a build that I will explore you know etn Jaguars D stack McKinnon uh yeah McKinnon I'll probably go McK- two of you know two of McKinnon Kelsey and uh, and, and Smith Schuster you know something mm. like that uh and, and maybe even Fade Trevor Lawrence you know maybe you say okay hey mate he's th- th- they're gonna kind of shorten the game he's not gonna need yeah. the last yeah. attempt so um you maybe you go with, like a guy like Marvin Jones you know get that one you know, get that one, try to capture that one receiving touchdown. If there is one yeah. or something like that, uh, maybe even stack the defense with Agnew and, and hope that they get a return touchdown and we'll take a drive off. So, but yeah, that's how I would kind of build it, you know, from the Jags perspective uh, and then obviously from the chiefs, uh, I think one guy, you know, we haven't mentioned, uh, but Pacheco, it would be a guy that yeah. you know kind of a wide range of outcomes. If the chiefs uh, are able to kind of maintain a lead, uh, you know, he's obviously the best bet for a rushing touchdown, uh, and he could see, you know, 15, 20 carries if the Chiefs are in, in a positive game score. Uh All right, let's flip over to the late game and the aforementioned Giants going to Philly. Seven and a half point dogs in Philly are the Giants with a total of 48. That has risen from 45 uh, early in the week. The Giants over the second half of the season have been one of the better offenses in the league, uh, even when you adjust for schedule. Damn. So... Uh, you know, one, you know, so this is, this, this giant offense is no joke. The defense still not good. Uh, the talent is better now with them being healthy, but um, I, you know, this Philly team is going to be prepared. They're going to be well-rested and they uh, this is the now third time these teams will be facing off. Although the giants didn't play many of their starters uh, in that finale of the regular season. But with all that being said, uh, what do you, who do you like in the captain spot?
0: Uh, I'm going to be a little contrarian here and go with my boy, Dallas Goddard. Uh, I just think he's an under-the-radar play in the captain. So I think most people will be on Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, maybe even Devonta Smith, or even Miles Sanders. Like, if they have so many options, you could consider. But, um, you know, Goddard, he put up okay numbers in Week 16 through 18. He missed the previous five games to a sh- with a shoulder injury. So uh, he's a guy that people – it might not be top of mind using the captain's slot, But – You know, the Giants really struggle uh, covering tight ends. They rank 31st in DVOA uh, against the position. Um, They've allowed two 100-yard games to TJ Hawkinson over the past four games. I mean, he's sort of in the same tier I would consider as uh, Dallas Goddard. So this is one of those games where Goddard could easily go off um, and pretty good leverage to have him in the captain slot on the site because I don't think his roster ship will be that high, at least in the captain slot. So I like tapping into his uh, ceiling here.
1: Oh yeah, you know, and God it's a guy that he 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 can kind of break out of the formation and line up in the slot as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where the Giants have really been struggling. And that's kind of what the, the Vikings did last week with, with Hawkinson, you know, it was just, I mean, it was it was really just a, a thorough beatdown. If you just took like if the Viking, if it if the if football was just about getting your tight end the football, the Vikings, <laughs> the Vikings win that game by a landslide last week. Uh, because man, it was it was ugly for the Giants. So. Everyone but
0: Irv Smith, of course.
1: Yeah, I think he, but he he did run three routes and got a touchdown. Yeah, so. yeah, that
0: and is pretty, true. Pretty,
1: pretty, and he dropped a pass. Pretty, I think he got targeted up. two fit. out of three routes. <laughs> dropped one, caught a touchdown on the true. other. So, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, at this point, we got to probably look at Jack Stoll or somebody. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: uh, Cousins even wanted to target T.J. Hawkinson in the game on the line, fourth and eight, and he threw it, you know, to the boundary. Two yards down the field, so it just goes yeah. to show how willing he was to throw to his tight end.
1: Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, you know, Hawkinson can easily get those other six <laughs> just turn, turn into, turn into Alex Smith at the crack, of, yeah, at the crack of prime time. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. So uh, I like that guy. call, I think that's a good way, like you said, to get some differentiation. Uh, I'll go with the chalk, Jalen Hurts. Uh, yeah, I looked. I was like, wow, I'm projecting him for six and a half points more than Barkley, eight and a half more than Brown. Uh, so, you know, the value is there for Jalen. Uh, you know, I think there's a good chance he spreads it around Goddard. I think we'll, we'll get heavily involved as you mentioned. Uh, and I think, you know, Brown and Smith, I, what what did they do last time? They moved him into the slot and took advantage. So you have three different guys that you could kind of, I know Quez Watkins starts there, but you have Goddard, you have Brown, you have Smith, all those guys can go into the slot. So I don't think Hurts, Uh, we'll we'll kind of have problems throwing the football and, you know, we'll see what the giants do in terms of their coverage. They, they actually played a ton of zone against the Vikings. Uh, if that continues, I think, you know, Hertz will succeed. We'll have a success as a passer, but we also know the giants, they, their whole identity this year has been man coverage, send the blitz. So if this Eagles O-line hold, you know, it's one of the best in the league, if it holds up. You're going to get rushing lanes if you play man coverage because mm-hmm. the defender's backs will be turned. So uh high, fl- high floor, high ceiling play is Jalen Hurts against this giant D that ranks 29th in DVOA overall, 23rd against the pass and dead last uh against the run.
0: Yeah, and he had the extra week uh, to rest up. I, I think he's probably closer to 100% um, over a shoulder injury. So this could be one of those games where we see 15-plus Rush attempts uh, from Hertz. It's been a while since we've had that, but uh, he should be a hundred percent this week.
1: Yeah. I missed the eight and a half on his rush. I, I was looking at his rush attempt prop and I, I think it opened at eight and a half Ooh. and I missed it. And I have, I'm actually, I'm like two rushes higher than you, which is hilarious. I'm like 10.9. I'm at 10.9. Like <laughs> so yeah. like I, I like, if I could have got that eight and a half, I would have been living like at nine yeah. and a half. It's a little closer. Uh, I mean, if I, I mean, still, pro- I still might end up taking it. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh,
0: it's ain't happy. You got like, you know, minus minus one forty, minus one fifty juice, but honestly it's probably still worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh,
0: kneel downs, QB sneaks, like all of those add up. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I'm gonna have to falling on that one.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, expecting hurts, you know, and I know the giants, they did play well, uh, against Mm -hmm. him in the run game in that last matchup. So, you know, that, but, but but that's the whole, uh, advantage of locking up that number one seed. Now you get to rest. And you get to yep. take two weeks to prepare uh, for your for your next opponent. So I uh, expect Hurts to, to come out firing. Uh, all right. Who do you like? Uh, dart throws, other just value plays. Who else uh, are you trying to get in your lineups in this Giants-Eagles game? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh?
0: Yeah. So, you know, for every Eagles showdown slate, I have to say this guy's name. It's Quez Watkins. Um, you just always have to consider his upside on showdown slate. He's never a guy I'm going to play on, you know, like a main slate. Um, But, you know, he's, he's the main downfield threat. He could break this slate with, with a single catch. Um, Now his role did seem to change a bit when Goddard was out, he was running a lot more underneath routes. His Mm -hmm. eight out was only 8.6 when Goddard was out those five games. It's 13.2 when Goddard is out of the lineup. So I think he's going to be more of that boom bus, you know, deep uh, downfield target here. So Love Quez Watkins up, upside. I always do. I think he's come through in like, you know, the Eagles have been on like four showdown sites. I think he's come through in about two or three of them. So he has a pretty high hit rate on these showdown slates. So always love taking Quez Watkins on the Giants side. There's, there's a couple options. I think that the obvious one would be Richie James, just because it's a great matchup um, in the slot. He he can avoid, um, you know, the better cornerbacks uh, for the Eagles and um, Slay and Bradbury. So uh, I think he's going to be, you know, funnel targets here. Plus, Hodgins is playing through a pretty nasty ankle injury. I know he had a good game last week, but at some point, you know, Hodgins might be unable to play at a high level with uh, what seems to be a pretty significant I, ankle injury. Yeah,
1: you know, just to uh, so breaking news, uh, he's completely off the injury report, so he actually might be fine. I, I'm just saying, I, I, I don't want. Yeah, no, like, I know. He's like limping around out there. Like, I think, I think James is see, still to play. Did you see the picture of his ankle?
0: It is. I, not I actually good. did not. Yeah, I mean, Ooh, I'm, just, it is nasty, I'm but... just saying when
1: guys when guys are off the injury report, I just I'm yeah. not I'm not gonna tilt myself by like trying to factor that in. But but I but I agree. I think James just matchup wise, I mean, yeah, is the yeah. play because you're not gonna have uh the same kind of separation for Slayton and Hodgins yeah. against Slayton Bradbury that you had against Peterson and I, who was I don't even know who was on the other side last week, but uh, Duke Shelley was it? I and what whoever. Uh, yeah, so I think I, th- I think James is a is a great call.
0: Yeah, but check out that picture. Granted, he's a professional athlete, and I'm sure he'll be totally fine, but there is just some hidden upside there if Hodgins is less than 100%. Um, and then Lawrence Cager, you know, I mentioned this with my Daniel Bellinger prop uh, on our other pod, but I was shocked to see him run around on 30% of Daniel Jones dropbacks uh, last week. So he, he's a guy, you know, he's a former receiver, so maybe they just wanted to get some more pop. In the passing game, he went off for eight catches, 69 yards in the week 18 game when they rest all the starters. So, you know, they might continue to give him 30 percent um, routes on right here. So um, while he only caught one pass for four yards, he could catch two or three balls with that kind of usage. So just the guy I would sprinkle in GPPs. Again, this is a showdown slate. We're trying to hit home runs on some of these lower roster guys. And I think Cager is worth a flyer just based on his usage last week.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I just looked at the Hodges picture. Yuck. And that was before yeah. the Vikings game. Wow. So I know. Isn't that, to him makes, to that him. makes
0: his performance that much more amazing? Right. I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's that time of the year, man. Everybody's just messed up. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I like that. Uh, Cager call. Uh, I think that, so the way I'm kind of handicapping this game is the giants so well coached. Yeah. The giants have been so good when they play a team for the second time, you know, think about, uh, you know, Washington, think about uh, the Eagles. I mean, with their, with the, you know, not even their starters in the game, they, they kept that one, you know, kept the Eagles offense relatively in check and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, made the final score was respectable uh, somehow. So I think what's going to happen here is you played them two times. You have to, and, and, and you're the, the, the two most consistent uh, passing game weapons for you, Slayton and Hodgins, will probably be compromised by Sway and Bradbury, just the yeah. quality of their of their coverage. So you can't expect to get the same uh, production out of those two, right? So I think what's going to happen here is you're going to see these other guys, these fringe role player guys uh, be schemed into advantageous situations so a guy like Lawrence Cager who does have some explosiveness you know I wouldn't be surprised if you see you know like a a jet sweep throwback pass something just to get him you know alone streaking down the sideline uh like I think he had something like that uh maybe over the middle opening the Thanksgiving game but you know just kind of plays to get different guys that we don't usually see as involved mm-hmm. um into space and uh, you know it, like that are not named Saquon Barkley that are not named Hodgins and that are not named slate, and So uh, I think Cager is going to be a key on this slate. I think Richie James, uh, even though his playing time dipped a little last week, uh, I think he's going to be a key. Matt Breda, the Giants played uh, a number of uh, personnel groupings that had both halfbacks on the field, uh, Barkley mm-hmm. and Breda. So I think the oops, I think guys like that, I'll even throw in Daniel Bellinger. I know you're on his under on his receiving prop, but yeah. another guy with, you know, still should see around, you know, 75, 80 percent uh, of the routes, another guy with a wide, wider range of outcomes who we've seen he schemed up uh, a touchdown in the past. He had a rushing touchdown earlier. Yep. This. I so I think you have to roster Hager, James, Rada, Bellinger, because those are the guys that are next up that are still going to see at least some time, uh, on some, some significant time on the field. And I, I guarantee you you're going to see one, if not more, multiple uh, kind of schemed up. I don't know if it's going to be straight up trick plays, but some kind of plays mm-hmm. designed to get these guys free and, and, and kind of count on the defense, you know, paying the most attention to, to, to your star players, even though I don't know if I'd call Slayton and Hodges stars, but for this giant team,
0: <laughs> they are, uh, they
1: are. <laughs> uh, and you know, shouts to Joe, to Joe Shane and, you know, for, yeah. for the, your roster he's assembled because I mean, like we said, you know, we're talking about on the other slate, we're talking about guys that that the Giants gave up and we're like, yeah, we want to cross these guys. So um, yeah, uh, I think, I I think that's a great call. Uh, I think Quez is a great call as well, because remember he, he lines up in the slot uh, about three quarters of the time. Uh, Now I do think they'll move other guys in there. So maybe it won't be that high, but uh, Giants really struggling with their slot coverage. Uh, Darnell Darnay Holmes, excuse me, Allowed seven of seven completions for 47 yards last week. Uh, he's allowed 17 of 19 to be complete in his coverage over the last three games. Uh, and then McLeod uh, is allowing a 156 passer rating from the slot on the season. So they don't really have, and if not, if you don't go with those two, now you got to kind of use a safety in there. So, I mean, the, the Giants, that's the one spot where the Giants really don't have a ton of answers. You may see a Dory uh, shadow. Brown or Smith into the slot. Mm-hmm. But then that just opens up Watkins against, you know, maybe one of these corners on the outside, whether it's Moreau, whether it's uh, Holmes, you know, uh following him outside. Uh, but either way, I think Watkins, as you've said, you just have to have some exposure to him uh, on a slate like this. All right. What do we got for the luck rankings for this?
0: <laughs> luck be a lady tonight. Well, it's it's pretty tight. Giants ranked fourth, Eagles second. Um yeah, the Giants, you, they're, they rank really high in our luck rankings because they're 9-4 and four in one-score games this year. But they are overall, they're a well-coached team under Brian Dable. So I think we can expect them to continue to overachieve going forward. So they're, they're not necessarily a team I'm looking to fade simply due to the luck rankings. Like I said, heading into the season, that's a big reason why I like their over, I think it was like six and a half wins. Uh, I just think they're a really well-coached team. Um, and then on the Eagles side, same thing. They're, they rank second in luck rankings. I think a lot of that has to do with their plus eight turnover differential, third highest, but you'd kind of expect that from a team like this. They're a very complete, uh, probably the best overall roster. They're a well-coached team. So they're not a team I would consider overrated. Uh, plus they had some pretty bad injury luck to close this season. They they were without Kurtz and Orlane Johnson in two of their final three games. So, you know, having this bye week, they're going to be closer to hundred percent health that I'd say neither one of these teams is a team. I'd be looking to fade just based on the luck rankings. So the fact that they're so close, uh, th- this is definitely not a luck ranking, uh, game.
1: Yeah. Uh, mentioned, you know, Hertz is my top value in, in the captain spot, but I think Obviously, you know one way to play it would be okay. Going with the Giants' upset game script, I mm. uh, I I would I, I'm fine Saquon Barkley in the captain spot. I'm also fine Daniel Jones in the captain spot. I Hell don't enough. necessarily think he gets you. I don't know if he gets you multiple passing touchdowns, but I'm pretty sure he can get you a rushing score because they they showed no uh, hesitation. Like, they were using him as the lead back. Like, Barkley got what? Like, nine carries last week
0: or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Saying- that? I think it was, like, five. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was – so, you know, Daniel Jones oh, is a yeah, guy
0: – Nine for 53.
1: Right. So, he Daniel Jones is a guy who's going to run the football – uh, in this spot. And I think that's kind of the way you want to run on the Eagles. You want to go outside because now they kind of shored up the inside, you know, Davis came back, Adama and sues there. Now you got Winville Joseph, like Davis doesn't even play that much. Like, like mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year, we were like, Oh man, when he's out there, run defense suffers. And now <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like fifth on the depth chart now. Yeah. So, uh, but, but yeah, I, I would, I would look to the giants running game and then, you know, roster one of those others, to, to save some cash, whether it's Richie James or Cager or, or, or Bellinger or even Brita, you know, in kind of a QB running back, running back stack, something like that. Uh, but that's how I would kind of uh, attack it from the Giants side. If I'm looking for it, for that kind of the uh, throw positive game script for the Giants.
0: And I think Richie James would be good in that game script yeah, as well. Yeah, Just yeah. you're trying to make higher percentage throws either, either game script. I, I think uh, Richie James is going to be yeah. crucial.
1: I, well, I, I would say I would actually go Cager as the top one in a oh, positive because oh. you're more likely to play double tight end and, and, and take the slot man off the field when you're up. Like you know, I, I still think James has a great matchup, but we we did see that uh, a couple of times. We saw that a little bit last week. He his routes run dropped to sixty six percent. Uh, And then there was another game against Washington where it was like 55. So there's been a couple of games where the Giants have kind of gone to a little heavier personnel. So, I mean, I think Cager and Bellinger, I guess. Bellinger probably Mm -hmm. actually, I would say the top one. So like a a Barkley Jones, Bellinger, you hope Jones hits Bellinger for like the only pass touchdown, but then Jones also runs one in and and Barkley runs one in and then, then you're in business. All right. Uh, So that's going to do it for the fantasy flex Saturday divisional round uh, DFS preview. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Be sure to check out uh, the full up rankings list at ActionNetwork.com for more great fantasy content from Sean and I. You can check out our full player props episode over on the Action Network podcast channel. Also keep an eye out for our Fantasy Flex Sunday slate episode. So ActionNetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy embedding content, FantasyWebs.com for our DFS tools and models. Sean is on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. I am at Chris Raybon. And of course you can find us at those same handles on the free award winning action network app until next time. Let's get this money.
0: Action network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone
1: you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24 seven at 1-800-GAMBLER.